It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Argentina's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Vals Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be looking at Argentina's squad for the 2022 World Cup. So let's move on to um, some discussion of the squad, and we'll go. We'll start by going back to the uh, the uh, um, takeaways from the podcast uh, before the twenty twenty one uh, Copa America. So we said uh, uh, Argentina was anxious to earn a title, having you know reached the finals of World Cups and many finals of Copa Americas, but somehow not managing to win a title since 1993, the last time they won the Copa America title. However, they managed to do it, and they were particularly anxious to earn a title, uh, you know, when Messi was on the squad. So as he kind of aged, uh, they became kind of more and more anxious about it. And I think it's a big thing that uh, they have now won a title. And um, my feeling during qualifying was they looked a lot. They looked a lot more relaxed and comfortable uh, as a team. So I think winning that title is uh, is very significant. With especially uh, will affect the attitude they come in with. Uh, we talked around their their conflict. Uh, kind of again, I'm not dead sure what the conflict was, but. Uh, with the Football Association, I think, that almost caused Messi to retire. That seems well behind them now. And so both of these factors, earning a title and overcoming whatever conflict that was, um, is significant in that they seem a lot more comfortable. And the third prong of that fork is uh, too much Messi. Well, you could uh, have a long discussion about whether you know, that was the problem and part of the reason they didn't win a cup for a long time. Um, but certainly things seemed to be sorted out because, uh, again, I don't think it was Messi kind of demanding the ball. He seems a fairly humble uh, uh, player on the field. Uh, but I think it's just he's such a big name that, you know, people look up and think, oh, I better pass it to Messi and, you know, <laughs> he can uh, he can make the best of it. Um, I think now what, what what we saw during qualification and even during Copa America is the the talents of other players uh, coming out. You know, perhaps Angel uh, Di Maria. Uh, that's part of the reason maybe he came back to the squad is that other players are shining more, uh, not at the expense of Messi, but kind of uh, all of their boats rising uh, as as the. Uh, team improves as a whole and it doesn't seem to be uh, rotating around Messi even though he is at the center of a lot of plays it doesn't seem to be uh, you know players just wanting to pass the ball to him but rather showing their own talent uh, there is an issue um, uh, to consider also uh, in terms of aging players which we'll talk about a bit more specifically later, but we've seen in the player-by-player uh, player podcast that, uh, or in the player-by-player player section of the uh, of the uh, media cast here, that we have Otamendi in defense and uh, Dian, uh, Di Maria 
and uh, Lionel Messi, three of their biggest players, all uh, 34 or 35 years old. And uh, is, that, is that a concern? I mean, it doesn't seem to be because they're doing very well. But, um, you know, uh, is it possible that their age will show in the cup? Okay, well, we don't need to talk too much about club affiliations other than to say Argentina's club affiliations are fantastic. They're with most of the players are with their top teams in Europe, excuse me, in Europe, kind of championship winning teams um, like Manchester City, Manchester uh uh, Paris Saint-Germain, um, Atletico Madrid, uh, Barcelona. Uh, oh, do they have anyone with Barcelona anymore? No, they do not. Um, uh, nevertheless, there's basically no no kind of small teams. And sadly, none of them actually uh, play in Argentina, except for Frank Armani, who's with uh, River Plate. So... Um, uh, it seems like uh, it seems like um, they make more money in Europe. So if they're successful enough, uh, they get out. They do have uh, Julian Alvarez with Manchester City. Uh, Sergio Aguero used to play there. Um, yeah, I mean, I could name the teams, but I'd basically be uh, be naming uh, Champions League groups. Uh, um, if I did that, because all of them play for those kind of teams. A couple of smaller teams, like McAllister is with Brighton in England, and Emilio Emiliano Martinez is with Aston Villa. A couple of players like Betis, uh, Feyenoord, um, you know, maybe kind of second uh, tier teams, but that would be uh, that would be the the lowest they go. So uh, tremendous club affiliation, which suggests uh, tremendous talent on the team let's move on to talk about their uh, age and experience so um again uh, i have this little kind of stat statistical thing that i'm working on and uh, i'm not sure uh um i'm not that confident that it's uh um telling me all the information that i want but let's see how it goes so they have uh, under consideration uh, 43 players so uh, sorry this is players called up since 2020 uh, and this is a rough a rough figure because uh, um, I'm sure I have a, a couple of um, mistakes in there but players called up since 2020 they have 43 and the most interesting way to look at this is to compare it with uh, other teams I've done so I have um, about 12 teams in the mix here let me just check. Um, yeah, so um, the average there is 52. So most uh, most teams on average are looking at about 52 candidates. Keep in mind that they uh, will have to lower this to 26. So that means they'll basically have to cut half of them. And we'll see uh, by this stat and by the others that Argentina really doesn't have a big problem uh, as far as that goes. They have a fairly stable team, um, and so they won't uh, they won't have a lot of difficult decisions to make. I'll fill in the other stats and talk more about that. Players under consideration. So this is basically the players who are definite or likely. Uh, 
No, definite, likely, or possible uh, players under consideration. So there are a few outside chances. There's always a couple of the unlikely players uh, who might come into the squad and surprise us, or even a player who uh, we haven't mentioned or isn't even on the radar yet, who, you know, suddenly comes into good form in the last couple of months before the Cup and uh, manages to make the team. But uh, from what we have so far, we have 31 players under consideration, and the average is uh, a bit higher, more like 33. So once again, we see that uh, Argentina won't have a lot of painful cuts to make. And finally, players in definite or likely categories are uh, 21. So, you know, if we take those players as as uh, reaching the cup, they would only ha have to add five players from the possible kind of category uh, to that. So compared to a lot of teams, oh, I should give the average. Um, the average for that is, just give me a second and I'll calculate it. Um, uh, the average for that is uh, 22. So, um, uh, so they're right around average for uh, the number of definite and likely, uh, likely players they have. So actually that doesn't yield a lot of information. It's more informative when it's well above average or well below. But uh, in general, Argentina is below average and, and has uh, kind of a more stable group of players than other teams like the US that, that uh, are still considering a lot of players and will have to make a lot of cuts. Uh, average age is an interesting uh, statistic because they are quite old, actually uh, um, tied with Iran as the oldest average age, again, among the players who I have under consideration here. And I'll talk more about that uh, specifically. They have um, uh, one, two, three, four, five players who are 34 years old or older. Uh, so that's Nicolas Otamendi, Papu Gomez, Angel Di Maria, Lionel Mont, uh, Messi, and Franco Armani. It doesn't matter that much uh, or as much with a goalie or arguably even with a central defender. Um, uh, uh, they, they tend to get away with being a little bit older. Uh, and then they have a further uh, four players uh, in their 30s. So that would make nine players in their 30s. Uh, which gives them an older uh, average age, 28, 27.7 uh, is quite old. The average is, is um, usually around 25 to 27. Just let me look at my average here. I have 26.3 among the teams I've checked so far. So an older team, but uh, uh, sometimes I've seen older teams, uh, you know, what the, what they maybe lose in, in kind of... Uh, uh, youthful speed they kind of make up in maturity and experience so it doesn't necessarily tell us that much it is interesting though that uh, Julian Alvarez at 22 is their youngest player so they don't have any uh, young players so we might take this uh, to mean that they're probably going to have to rebuild uh, after this cup and I have seen actually quite a few young uh, young players who have appeared on the bench or uh, um, 
who seem to be like on the on the um, underage teams right now. So I don't think they'll have a problem uh, rebuilding. Okay, in terms of caps, they have uh, thirty point four on average. That includes uh, a couple of uh, Lionel Messi with one hundred and sixty two caps, uh, Angel Di Maria with one hundred and twenty two caps, Otamendi has ninety one, and then just uh, only a, a five. Uh, six players who have less than 10 caps. So kind of going hand in hand with the age thing. Uh, they're a very experienced team. And their average is 30.4. And the overall average for uh, that is uh, 26. Uh, 26. So they're well above average. So we could say a more experienced squad than most coming into the Cups. Uh, I'm still trying to work on making the goal data a bit better, but uh, they have 165 total goals. And that works out to uh, 5.3 per player on average. So uh, all this kind of adds up to mean that they're a high-scoring team. Um, uh, Qatar uh, is, the, is the only team that kind of beats them in this area and they're ahead of other high scoring teams like the Netherlands uh, that so we can expect quite a few goals from Argentina in terms of individual scorers uh, I've mentioned during the player by player podcast that both Messi um, both Messi and uh, is it uh, uh, Lotaro Martinez have a stunning goals per game record above 50%. So um, you can look to those players uh, to get most of their goals. Recently, I think that friendly they had was against uh, Estonia, and they won 5-0 with Messi scoring all five goals, if I have my information right. And uh, Angel Di Maria is about 20% in his goal uh, goals average. And... Um, there are a couple of players uh, uh, between about 15 and 22%. And you could argue that they really uh, haven't played enough games to make the statistic uh, really valid. But um, like uh, Lucas Ocampos has two goals in 10 games. But, I, uh, you know, we can't confidently say he's a 20% uh, average goal scorer. Uh, but anyway, the uh, more than the average which is impressive for Lotero Martinez and uh, Lionel Messi. Uh, more imp or equally impressive as that is just the sheer number of players who have above 10%. So um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 players who have more than 10%. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that that's higher than most teams. So... Uh, making the argument that Argentina is a scoring team. All right, let's move on to players and issues. Oops, I'll, I'll just uh, add that information to the to the graphic because I forgot to. So 27.7 for average age, uh, 30.4 for uh, average cap, both of those higher than most teams. 165 total goals, uh, which averages out to 5.3 per player, those much higher than most teams. All right, well, not a lot of issues uh, on on uh, Argentina. There are a couple of um, uh, a couple of decisions the manager has to make. Uh, one is Otamendi's age. 
Uh, is that going to catch up with him? Well, it certainly uh, hasn't seemed to. As I said during the main podcast, it kind of looked like it was catching up to him when he was at Manchester City. Uh, but he seems to have been rejuvenated after that, uh, both with Argentina and with his club. So despite being 34 years old, uh, he's holding down a starting position for Argentina. So uh, it looks like that will continue into the cup. Um, uh, he's the only definite we have as a central defender, uh, which brings us to our next point. Uh, who is the central defender who plays alongside him? Well, I said at the beginning or near the beginning of the podcast that uh, it's becoming a bit of a fashion rather than to have the same two players, say, in the central defense or in the central midfield every time. Uh, rotation is kind of becoming part of the the system. So we're noticing that a lot of teams maybe have three central defenders uh, uh, who rotate in and out. And that seems to be the case with Argentina uh, too. So even Otamendi himself doesn't play all the games. And so sometimes two of the other players come in and perhaps that rotation is coming to be seen as a better way than to have two players, uh, you know, two or whatever the formation is, the same players uh, playing every game. That rotation definitely seems to be the case for the left defense because uh, uh, Acuna and Tagliafico uh, seem to alternate there. So maybe the manager isn't trying to find who the starter is, but rather is happy to have, uh, to have them uh, alternating. That's not so much the case on the right side of defense, but um, on the left side, that's the way it's been for quite a while. Uh, in the midfield, uh, McAllister has been making inroads into the team, so it'll be interesting to see if he makes it in. Right now, he's just one of the possible candidates, but he's been playing more and more, and uh, perhaps will make it in as a central defender. We also have Di Maria's age to to consider. Uh, He's uh, 34 years old and uh, uh, is that too old for a midfielder? Well, it seemed to be the case in the 2021 uh, Copa America and with his clubs before that, because at least for Argentina, he was, and for Man United, he was more of a substitute, so seemed to be aging out. But like Otamendi, he seemed to find uh, a bit of freshness and, and has been a starter recently. In the attack, uh, Messi's age is also a concern. 35 years old, this this may be, well, will almost certainly be his last World Cup, perhaps not, but um, uh, 35 years old is, uh, is quite old, especially for an attacking player who, uh, who are expected to run a bit more. Mind you, he's wily enough that... Uh, The guy has a map of what's going on on the soccer pitch in his head. So he may be able to just kind of stand still and direct things uh, for years to come. Um, But anyway, the age of those three players uh, or a bit of a concern, especially uh, in terms of after the cup and going forward. Let's take a look at some of the new players that they have. So in defense, central defense, we have uh, Marco Sinesi. I won't repeat everything we said in the player-by-player podcast, but um, 
Uh, he's very new to the team, just one cap in 2022, so this tournament may come too soon for him. Um, one of the younger players, or uh, um, he's 24 years old and, and has been on the team since 2019, so uh, he's never made a tournament, though. One of the players kind of working his way into the team is Alex uh, Alexis McAllister. So I said uh, above, it'll be interesting to see uh, to what extent he kind of inserts himself into the lineup, perhaps even to the extent of uh, of uh, gaining a starting position. Uh, Lucas Ocampos, uh, a left winger or sometimes a left forward, um, is with Sevilla in Spain. So uh, club affiliation-wise, he looks uh, like he... he uh, uh, belongs uh, on the national team. Um, and then uh, perhaps this is a bit biased because I follow the Premier League at the club level uh, more than other leagues. So Emiliano Buen Buendina, uh, sorry, Buend uh, Buendia is uh, a, a player I'm familiar with. But in fact, he's uh, we have him as possible but unlikely uh, to reach the squad, so maybe I shouldn't have had his name in there at all. In terms of injuries, we really have two to consider. One is goalkeeper Juan Muso. Uh, so he has a fractured jaw, and as I said in the player-by-player -player podcast, he, uh, you know, he's expected to recover uh, in mid-November. So it's a bit of a close call. Uh, as to whether he'll make it or not. We had him as a likely uh, candidate, but it may mean uh, Rulo uh, comes in um, if he's not able to make it. Uh, maybe more concerning is uh, Leandro uh, Paredes. Uh, and uh, he had a torn muscle uh, in June, uh, which seems to be an ongoing problem. And I'm not really sure... Uh, um, what that means and apparently the officials aren't either because they have him as an unknown return date so whether the Paris Saint-Germain player will will make it back is up for grabs we had him as a definite candidate there in the central midfield so uh, that uh, will be a bit of a concern uh, for Argentina and in terms of notable absences as in big players leaving the team uh, we really since uh, the 2021 World Cup uh, only had Sergio Aguero. Uh, there was a few more players retiring around 2019, uh, but recently just Sergio Aguero as a noticeable absence, but they certainly seem to have the forwards uh, to replace him, especially Lotero Martinez and uh, um, Nicolas Gonzalez and to a lesser degree uh, Julian Alves and Paolo Dybala. All right, well, the last thing we're going to do is uh, predict the starters. So <laughs> I'll go through the list we made in the player-by-player player and um, uh, talk about who I think is going to start. So Lionel Scaloni is the manager. We think he is a, uh, a definite starter. Oh, uh, I have to find the right color here. Um, Lionel Scaloni uh, will lead them through the cup. Uh, Emiliano Martinez, um, it was a bit of a concern that Armani started the uh, last game, uh, but I don't think that uh, adds up to a threat. 
So we have Emiliano Martinez as a starter, and Armani is almost certainly going to be a, a substitute. And then uh, we would have thought so for Juan Musso, except his injury uh, will maybe open the door for Geronimo Rulli there. But we won't um, uh, we won't highlight them because we're not confident that either of them will make the team given the situation. Uh, in terms of defenders. Uh, well, the definite means Otamendi will definitely make the team. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say he'll be a definite starter, because uh, what I really think will happen is that these uh, these four players actually will rotate. I think Christian Romero is going to make the team and might even be uh, a starter. Um, uh, and I think they're, they're kind of going to rotate in the cup. Uh, of them all, though, I would say, I mean, it does look like uh, Otamendi is the most likely to be a starter. But I'm more comfortable with what we have here, just considering them. Well, that doesn't mean they're going to be substitutes, but uh, uh, that they'll be rotating. So kind of uh, in and out. Uh, for left backs, again, uh, Marco Sakuna and uh, Nicolas Tagliafico, rather than either of them being a starter, I really think that they'll rotate as they did in the Cup and, um, and in World Cup qualifying. Uh, but definitely both of them will, uh, will be there. On the other hand, on the right side, I think uh, Molina will be the starter. Uh, but I think Gonzalo Montiel will definitely be a substitute uh, brought to the to the squad and uh, used when uh, maybe if Molina is injured or needs a rest. Uh, again, Leandro Paredes, we have to say he's injured and a bit of a doubt. Uh, and in the midfield... Um, Again, maybe uh, I'm not familiar enough with the team to say so. I think Guido Rodriguez and Ezequiel Palacios uh, will definitely be selected, but uh, I don't see any of them as firm starters yet. In fact, Alexis McAllister uh, might get in. And in terms of central defense, uh, right midfielder uh, Rodrigo De Paul, uh, I can I think he'll be a starter. And he may start in central defense. So uh, as far as central midfielders go, uh, this is how I see it with DePaul as a definite and uh, Rodriguez or DePaul as a starter and Rodriguez and Palacios as, as um, again, not substitutes, but uh, kind of not the uh, regular starters, maybe sharing the role uh, a bit. And I would even add McAllister in there too. Uh, for left midfielders, uh, Giovanni Lo Celso. Um, uh, I think he will... Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm not confident enough that he's going to be a starter uh, to say so. I think he's a definite to make the squad, but um, they haven't used him enough or maybe the four nation that suits him enough for me to say he's a definite candidate. Uh, I'm also not confident that he'll be a substitute either, but I do see him as someone like the ones we talked above, uh, uh, starting some but not all of the games. So I'll just uh, 
I guess I've been using blue for that, so I might as well use blue. Um, uh, Angel Di Maria uh, is almost the starter uh, in my mind. I just kind of worry about his age, but he has started nine of their 13 games. So uh, uh, I think so. I think he's really uh, the left winger. I think I'm going to call him as the starter with a bit of hesitancy as the left winger. Uh, sorry, he's on the right now, I said in the player-by-player -player podcast, uh, playing over on the right. And... Uh, as the right uh, attacking midfielder or right forward. So I think he'll be on the field. Um, of course, Lionel Messi will be a starter. And I think Nicolas Gomez will also be a starter. And Lotaro Martinez. Actually, I only have him as a likely candidate to reach the cup. I was a bit worried because he... Uh, he missed the last match there. I'm inclined to call him a, a starting uh, forward as well, but uh, one of them would have to go because Di Maria is often starting as a forward. So maybe I'll put Le Lotero uh, as a sometimes starter. Um, maybe I have to uh, create a different color for someone who's definitely a substitute because there are... Uh, there are players who are definite to make the squad uh, or at least likely to make the squad, but they'll definitely be substitutes. Uh, they, they come in as substitutes, but they'll be, uh, they're always there. Anyway, I think that's as well as I can do for now. And maybe we can uh, rethink a little bit uh, uh, using information we get from the September and October games. And, uh, and uh, maybe improve our prediction a little bit more. But for now, that's it. And uh, keep in mind that we will be doing that update podcast uh, probably in early to mid-November. And uh, we will be able to tell you at that time who made the preliminary squad and the final squad. We'll also do a team update uh, a team update so you can look forward to that and uh, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada uh, that's uh, our web address is soccerfiles.captivate.fm that's soccerfiles with a ph in the middle and an s at the end and uh, you can also check show notes which I've been improving uh, show notes and it has links and it has timestamps for this podcast and uh, all sorts of stuff for you to uh, to look at and help you to dig deeper into all of this. So thank you for listening and uh, we will see you in our next player podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>